Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. We are, we are once again in this wonderful place, ready to have something to think about. Hmm. All right. And I know everybody's always inclined to say something to talk about it because it's a song and all. But this one is to get your mind racing, to get you thinking, get you to be a part of what's going on in the world. And we've had a bunch of different things going on over the last year that we've been doing this. We're quite proud of where we are now. Uh, when we started out, we weren't as comfortable trying to do this. It's kind of evolved into a different style, and we're accepting it as a blessing. So uh, I want to just get to one little piece of business before we get on with our show today. And that is that many of you already know that we um, put together a video a scroll, and we had some special hats made saying America United, and we sent it to the president and vice president for Independence Day. And I am happy to tell you today that they did receive it. Oh, yeah. Yes, and I'm going to get my lovely granddaughter, Layla, over here to read uh, his part of his response, not of all of it, because um, we want you to know how much. We, first of all, appreciated all of you for being on it. We had about 12 or 13 people on it. It was excellent. So um, it's also on YouTube for those of you who wish to go there to see it and on our website at somethingtothinkaboutpod.com. So, Layla, if you will. Today. Dear Janice, thank you for sending such a thoughtful gift. I greatly appreciate the warm welcome you and so many of our fellow Americans have extended to me and my family. Thank you again for your gift. I look forward to writing the next great chapter in America's story with you. Sincerely, Joe Biden. Yay. All right. So that was good. That was good. So as a memento of that event, our special guest today is going to receive one of the hats that we made. So he'll know that that hat, when he wears it, is also in the White House. Thank you. And I bet you today he's wearing it because it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Steamy So so in the studio with me today As you've already heard uh, Layla Hi And Tammy Hello And and on the phone with us today Is Manita Wyatt Who is in Webster, Texas Hi Manita Hello And we are going to be talking in a minute To Um a fabulous celebrity in our area, and uh, his name is Mr. Rodney Red Grant. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Myself. We, we are so happy to have you here happy with us, here. and um, we want to just ask you a few things to kind of bring us up to date on who you are, because we know that you just announced your um, candidacy for mayor at an event in Anacostia recently. And because of that, we are excited that you were running and wanted to be a part of your team somehow. And I'm so glad you accepted our invitation to come in today. So um, we are both fortunate and honored to have you with us. So we appreciate you being here. I'm honored to be here. Um, Thank you so much for reaching out to me. Um, It was very important to uh, make my announcement in Anacostia, where I grew up at. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the Frederick Douglass house. Definitely. Really? Was, yeah, the steps of the Frederick Douglass house. Uh, so important for us as uh, African-Americans to understand what type of uh, person Frederick Douglass was. And I thought that would be the best place for me to, to make my announcement to, to run for mayor of Washington, D.C. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. And I know that when I went over to the Frederick Douglass house many years ago, that it was very interesting to see that somebody of his caliber lived in that neighborhood and that it was, you know, a really nice place, actually. Well, um, well the deepest thing about the whole situation is uh, they weren't even allowing African-Americans to live in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had a, a war going on and the, the Navy Yard uh, was... Most uh, whites were were working at the Navy Yards, and they didn't allow African-Americans in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And when the war was over, um, all the whites moved out. Frederick Douglass moved in, and he bought the land. Wonderful. And and that's why they call the Anacostia Trails. And There's so much beautiful history that a lot of people don't know about that area that I think they should know. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of times we just don't take the time to find out, do we? I agree. Yeah. Knowledge is key. You know, and we want to get people knowledgeable. That's why we want to start this podcast. Because yep. we want to get people to thinking about things they hadn't thought about before. And just start using your mind to uplift yourself and people in your family and community. So I agree. We wish you luck on your journey to become the next D.C. mayor. Yeah, thank you. And um, we want to just talk about some of your political goals mm-hmm. and... Uh, See just how we can help you get there. So tell us about your social media kind of involvement. Uh, you're always in the community, as you just said a minute ago. You're in a community event in DuPont Circle, I believe. Uh, Fort DuPont Park. Fort DuPont, DuPont. okay. Uh, Southeast Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. We did a cleanup day today. Um, Team Red got together and we went block by block cleaning up neighborhoods, Um uh, my mother used to make me uh, clean our neighborhood. And it was uh, it's a neighborhood that I grew up in, and it's a funny story that she used to tell me to go outside and uh, you know, can you go out there and pick that trash up? And I used to go outside and pick the trash out in front of my house, and I come in and say I finished picking the trash up. She'd be like, No, I need you to pick the trash <laughs> up on the whole street. <laughs> so it gave me a sense of uh, you know, uh, I guess a, a sense of uh, picking up trash and cleaning up my neighborhood uh-huh. early in my life. And now that I'm running for mayor, I always wanted to make sure that uh, I continue to to clean my neighborhoods. And I read a book called Sea Folks. And it's a, it's a, it's a heavy book. And it, it teaches us how to to come together and, and clean up and put our differences aside to to clean up our neighborhoods and keep mm-hmm. them clean. And one, if one person starts to clean, then more people will start to clean. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Know? So Sounds like a must read for some people. because And it's a small, it's a short read too. So see folks, I will, and you can actually go on YouTube and, and it'll talk you through the book. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's C-S-E-A or C S E E D Seed folks. Okay. Seed folks. Okay. Yeah. Well, then all of you listening, just go ahead and pick that book up or go on YouTube because um, if he's recommending he learned something from it, maybe you will too. Yeah. So um, since you've been uh, in the D.C. area all of your life, mm-hmm. 
then I know there are a lot of aspects of it that people who haven't, who just migrated to this area, would never know. So you'll like know a lot of secrets about people working together and how they used to, and yes. now they don't anymore. Yeah. So tell us about your love love affair with Washington D.C. Uh, my love affair started when I was born in D.C. General, and my mother and my father moved us uptown to Tyler House and Surgeon Quarters, and uh, when when uh, projects wasn't really as bad as they are now. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a f- sense of family. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have people that I call my cousins and my aunts um, to this day. Um, and then when we decided to migrate to Southeast Washington, it's one of the best things that p- probably ever happened to my life. Oh, good. Um, uh, I went to school at Sousa Junior High School all right, Susan. Yeah, played football <laughs> at Dunbar High School. Accolades out the tail um, as a as a football player and got a scholarship to go to Savannah State University. Um, but my love for DC has always been the same love. You know, um, it's I brag on this city like it's the only city in America. Well, and to you it is. <laughs> it is. Well, you grew up here, so. Yeah. Well, you know, and I grew up here, and and like doing my entertainment career I always make sure when people introduce me or talk to me about anything they have to say well he's from Southeast Washington D.C. All right. Mm-hmm. I take pride in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more people should take pride in it. I think that um, it, it has definitely bred and reared a lot of talented individuals. Oh sure. Smart individuals and I just want to show people that are from Southeast that we are some of the most talented and smartest individuals in the world. Absolutely. We just have to tap into our, our creativity and not be like uh, always waiting for people to do it for us. One key word you mentioned a minute ago was pride. Yeah. And as much as we talk about all these different things to do together, mm-hmm. we're not proud as we need to be. I agree. We're not as proud of each other, and we're certainly not as proud of ourselves. And I consider that a priority. Well, <laughs> to be proud of me first, and yeah. then I'll be proud of you. But you got to be proud of yourself. You got to be do. proud of where you're from. Yeah, um, and you got to live in the presence. Exactly. A lot yeah. of times, people live in the past and they live in the future, mm. but they don't live in the presence. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people that every person, like I don't care how old you are, even your granddaughter, she should med- meditate. You know, find a way to understand how to meditate mm-hmm. because they their thoughts are always running. Yes, and, and when you get a little older, your, your thoughts are always running. So you got to find a place to um, uh, to find, uh, I guess, quiet in yourself. Mm-hmm. So I always, I always tell people to make sure they continue to meditate, keep God first. And I just always say, you know, our city is off a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you used to say you're from Washington D.C., it meant something. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, we have been our worst enemies where that's concerned. But because you do know so much and have so much history about um, the area, mm-hmm. then maybe people would like to know what really inspired you to want to run for mayor in D.C. Um, I think what inspired me the most is that I'm from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did I do see my cities off a, a, a little. Not off to the point that we can't get it back on track, but right. uh, off to the point where, you know, we have to uh, really take a look at what's going on. Um I was living a a life that I didn't really 
have to get involved with politics, but you know, I'm a God fearing person, and when when God moves you to serve, you know, you just it, do it. <laughs> yeah, you, you do it, and you know, crime is taking over our city. Yes, um, uh, we got to restore a sense of community and and get our city back. And if we don't restore that sense of community, then we can't blame anybody else for losing our community or Amen. losing our city. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, and, and you got to understand during the pandemic, um, our, our city was used as America's playground. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, That's my true. God. So, you know, that, that has spilled over into our communities. Mm-hmm. So uh, I always tell people, you know, we have to, you know, we have to realize what, what's going on. And once you realize that these um, energies have come and, and kind of threw us off. Thrown us off track. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. So what do you think the residents of D.C. need at this point? Um, well, if you, if you know my, my platform, people always ask me what's my platform. I always start with love, care, and respect. Mm, great. Uh, Oh yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> you know, we all need that. So I, I think I we think, need somebody talking about that. I just want to tell you, keep that platform solid because I think that if other people hear how much you care about something, mm-hmm. a lot of times because you feel it and it's real, yes, then they're going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and what, what what our kids in particular don't hear is that kind of loyalty, that kind of respect for each other. Because if they cared, if they loved, if they respected each other, mm-hmm. they couldn't kill them. No, you know, I mean, it, it got to start there. Yeah, you know, it starts with our youth. You know, they need they need to be hugged up. <laughs> And loved up, mm-hmm. and just really like giving a, a sense of hope and 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 economic growth. Yes, they gotta know. They gotta understand diversity. You know, inclusion and, and equity. It, yeah. You know, they're the future. Mm-hmm. They they need to be making just as much as anybody else makes around here, and they 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 shouldn't have other options. They should always want to go to work. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, always so, want to better themselves. Yeah. And- yeah, try to move up. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that, you know, the, the people of D.C. Should, should know that that's what I'm going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. I'm, I'm applauding that. That's definitely that. important. You bet it is. Nita, um, excuse me, Nita, did you have a question? I heard you a couple of times. Uh, well, my question is, is about um, what he does as far as his programs are concerned. So I don't, I yeah. wanted to, I had never heard of these programs before, and, I'm, and it's very interesting. And so, well, uh, I mean, if he has a few minutes, you could, you know, to tell us about his nonprofit programs, you know, the Don't Shoot Guns, Shoot Cameras. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'd like to find out a little bit about that. Well, Don't Shoot Guns, Shoot Cameras, uh, it's a program, a SEL program, social and emotional learning program that helps our youth um, learn filmmaking from beginning to end. Uh, I had the opportunity to be a filmmaker and still am to this day. And I wanted to bring that sense of uh, education back to our community. Um, so it teaches our kids how to write their own scripts. Ooh. Um, they, all, wow. they shoot the scripts that they write and they edit the scripts. It's just... Uh, so those are things that they're able to to learn and take on 
in the future go to college and we um we implement uh, programs that we know that they're going to get placement on sets for example for example Lionsgate called me the other day and was like Red can I use some of your kids um for this movie that we're shooting for six months as PAs and to me that now that brings tears to my eyes because you know I, I see that our kids not only are learning something but they're able to make money in the future and learn a craft that's gonna and they'll be our future leaders in filmmaking you know wow you know everybody wants to go to Hollywood to to make movies but DC is the perfect spot for Hollywood to be mm-hmm. you know so I always talk about bringing Hollywood to DC and uh you know you know we are all everybody always pushing the football players and basketball players I push filmmakers all right all right and that's, I like that me too that's something that uh, my daughter would be interested in yeah. <laughs> yeah, we throw some programs like that down here where uh, where I live. But uh, where are you at? You know, I, I'm in Webster, Texas. Oh yeah, we we definitely um is that near Dallas or Houston? Yeah. Which one is that near? Is it near? I'm sorry, say it again. Is it near Dallas or Houston? Uh, I'm not that far from Houston. It's all it's all kind of part of the Houston uh, area except for it's like a, a suburb of, of Houston. Well, we're definitely, moving yeah. the, we're definitely moving the program around. This year we did D.C. and Inglewood, California, and we're moving the program around to different states, so maybe you can uh, talk to Ms. Yule and, and we can try to put that together and, and get somebody on that curriculum for you guys. Well, you better believe wow. it. You believe if she's talking to Miss Yule about it, we're going to bring it to Prince George's County, too. Definitely. Everywhere around here, because they all intermingle DC, yes, the DMV, yeah. but for sure. Well, you got other um, humanitarian efforts that yes. you do. So, do you want to um, tell us a little bit about those things? I know you have a football team or something. Oh, I coach football. I've been coaching football for years. Uh, football was my first love <laughs> before comedy. Uh, used to play? I did. I played football at, at Savannah State University. I played at Dunbar High School. Oh, wow. Um, I've just been playing football my whole life. Wow. Um, and I played even when I <laughs> when I got out of school. All right. Uh, I played football with Shannon Sharp when I was a freshman. He was a senior in college. And I feel like I'm the person, the reason why he's in in the pros right now. Well, I'm sure he would come right out and admit that. I think he would. I think he would. (laughs) I think he would. They called me Dirty Red back then. All right. Hey, wait a minute. Did he just say Dirty (laughs) Red? Yeah. uh, That's my son's handle. It is. Uh Well, big up to Dirty Red. (laughs) All the Dirty Reds out there. So what about your um, what is uh, I see the acronym but I'm not sure what it means D S C S Oh that's don't shoot guns shoot cameras that's the oh program okay that, that was, was just the acronym about. for yeah. your program okay yeah yeah don't shoot guns shoot cameras I but hate we, acronyms I, I, I do too I do too because <laughs> I always have to ask what is it for like, they, you know, now you know I'm getting into uh, the whole government <laughs> and they, they, everybody's using an acronym I'm like uh what D C R A uh what? okay I know you said that they're trying to figure it out like, yo you talking about D C public schools okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just say it can't you just exactly. say it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just say what you mean. Right. That is my point exactly. That's true though. No, but I, I try to stay in the community when it when it comes to helping uh, the youth. We just finished our, our well, we're gonna do a couple of them, but we just gave away over probably seven hundred backpacks on last Sunday. Oh, nice! Um, and we called it, it. It was a citywide a backpack drive. Uh, we called it "Pull Up on You" backpack mm. drive. We just put all these uh, backpacks in a U-Haul, and we went to uh, first. We hit uh, was, uh, we hit Congress Heights. Uh, we hit Minnesota Avenue at Culture Center. We hit uh, uh, Berry Farms. Uh, wow, the Goodman oh, wow. League. And uh, we hit a couple more spots. I, I can't remember all the spots, but we hit like seven spots with backpacks. And then we did private drop-offs to, to people who hit us on in a DM who wanted us, who, who didn't have enough money to buy backpacks. And nice. We, we pulled up on them. So, so how do people find out, you know, all the different events and, you know, just like your drop-off, whatever? How do people know about what's going on? Well, I tell them to follow me on the gram. I, I'm really... I'm really Big on Instagram. Oh, um, okay. I tell them to go to Red Grant on Instagram. It's R E D G R A N T on Instagram. Um, follow me on Facebook, Red Grant. Um, but oh, you can go to Grant for Med, the number four, grantformed.com. And we try to keep people up on what we're doing in oh, our okay. calendar. And Are you on Facebook too? Yeah, we're on Facebook, Red <laughs> Grant. Yeah. Okay. We on everything. We on Red TikTok. <laughs> we on TikTok. We on Twitter, Red Grant Last. I mean, we pretty much I'm a social media head. I feel like I started social media. Darn all right. I feel like I was like one of the pioneers of social media. So all these youngers that that are on social media now, I be, they be like, You on social media? I'm like, I started social media. All right. All I was right. one of the pioneers. Right. You was a first, one of the first ones. I huh? was. I was one of the first uh people on Instagram. Like if you look my name, I'm like the top like 300. Wow! So I was one of the first people on Instagram. Well, what I love about it is you putting these youngins in their place. You got they to. They think they know everything. <laughs> well, they they actually do know everything. <laughs> they know a lot. <laughs> and my daughter's 12, and she she coming to me like she like you don't know nothing. Oh, I, like, know. I know stuff. Uh, your daughter be putting you on for real. Yeah, right? she put me on. <laughs> she keep me up. You know, uh-huh. I you know I, I listen to Polo like, G. You slow, and, Dad. Let me uh, go ahead and do this for you. She know like I, I look at it like this. You look at Jay. You look at P. Diddy, uh, people like this, Snoop. You know, we the pioneers and Red Grant, and it's a lot of other people. We're pioneers in this game. We, we uh, create culture, and we're not going to stop creating culture. You know, I don't care who comes along. We're going to continue to create culture. I think that's why the youngins like me so much, and they follow me, because I'm going to always give them their respect, because instead of talking at them, let's, let's listen to them, because mm-hmm. they got a big voice out here. Yeah, and you know we don't listen to our our, our youngins. It, it's it's gonna be a problem because they want us to listen. Yeah, and that's why is, it's important. It's important to pass down that knowledge to the youth. Yeah, to keep it going anyway. So yeah, we got to give them their respect. You know, yeah. they they look. We didn't have we didn't have social media. We didn't have the internet when we was growing up, Mm-mm. and that, everything they want is at their hand. That's why I would say there's no reason that you should be dumb right now. That's right. You can Google anything. Yeah. You know. Anything to come to mind, Google it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or YouTube or whatever. <laughs> but if you're working with the kids and doing the filmmaking and all that, I mean, you also produce, right? I do. 
mm-hmm. I probably produced over I produced 21 sec, uh, shows for Viacom BET mm. uh, MTV uh, Comedy Central Wow um, I was able to produce and direct four movies in my life I've been in 16 films Good um, I've been on television over 50 something times mm. Um Comic View twenty something, Def Comedy Jam five, um, my Cat Williams <laughs> specials. We got six. Oh we about to do God. our seventh. Um, that I'm touring. I just started a tour with him called World War Three Tour. Uh, we'll be doing Friday and Saturdays. We're coming to DC also oh my uh, to do four shows. Um, and we're we're Did filming. Have an audience? Yeah, no. yeah, definitely. <laughs> I got you, Mister Yos. <laughs> Uh, but we're doing our, uh, um, American Hustle 2. Mm. American Hustle 1 was like, we sold probably over 7 million um, DVDs yeah. when DVDs were out. Yeah. And we're doing American Hustle 2 coming up. Okay. So it's a, uh, it's a good time right now. Um, and also running for mayor at the same time, is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big feat. But God gave me big shoes. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> and sounds like a big heart too. So yeah, you fully equipped. I I I, I try to be every um, day. So when when did you out of all of this? When do you think you kind of fell in love with working behind the scenes doing the film stuff? I, I fell in love when I was twenty years old when um I worked at Teen Summit mm. and oh Teen Summit yeah Renee Turner who was a executive producer over there. She asked me, um, would I host Teen Summit, um, if, but in New York? And if, if I could, you know, she would pay me uh, $350 a week. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that sounds low. That sounds like a lot of money. That yeah, was some years it, ago. Now. Yeah, well, $350, that's $700, $1,400 a month. My rent was like $650, but no. she, Ooh, she that'll never happen again. No, it never. But no, she told me, she was like, uh, but you had to find the stories you had to write the stories and you had to create and host the show. Mm. Could you do it? I was like, yeah. So it, it turned me on to um, producing and directing. And that's when I kind of fell in love. And I quit comedy for two years just to produce shows uh, for, for BET. And a lot of people don't know that. I never, I, I don't really talk about that a lot, but I, I actually quit for two years. And I produced uh, 21 shows, segments for them. Wow. And uh, it, it was exciting. And then Cat Williams came to me one day, and he was like, you know, would you like to go on tour? I said, yeah. <laughs> and the rest is history. Wow. I went back to work. Well, wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you are running for D.C. mayor. Yes, ma'am. And after everything that you just told me, I'm like, what? All that fun stuff that you're doing, and you're gonna take on all this big headache. So that means that means I just admire you even more. Well, I mean, I think I think it prepared me for this situation. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I have seven companies right now that I run. A rare creative uh, is my writing company. You know, I got Movios, my film company. Mm. I probably have over fifty employee employees wow. um, right now. So. I mean, this is like, to me, this is like getting into, I don't even think they understand how strong I am. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think they understand how much I can run a, a city. Well, 
what they don't know is that they're about to know right now. They do. They mm-hmm. are going to know, and they better pay attention. They better understand. Stand up. Um, and I would say to them that, you know, I, I feel like there's nobody that's going to get in this race that's going to be better than me to run this city. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. Okay. Um, I know um, loving our people is going to be a, a real key, and uniting everyone mm-hmm. is going to be the key. Um, finding the ways to work uh, with each other is going to be a key. I feel like public safety starts at the top. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. Feel like, I feel like public safety starts with the that the mayor's office. When you become mayor, you you have to have a a sense to of understanding and a sense of uniting even the council. You got to be able mm. to unite the council. Right. You know, you can't be beefing with the council and think that public safety, <laughs> people right. in the street not going to feel that public okay. safety. Absolutely. So, you know, it starts at the top and, you know, I think my my history has uh, proven itself for me to be a person who um, unites people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you also come with a big hug. Yes. I, I have to say that because that's how I feel listening to you now because you've kind of embraced a lot of people with a lot of different things that uh, improve their quality of mm-hmm. life. So are you guys getting that kind of sense too? I mean, I see you kind of nodding your head, but because other people can't see that, I want them to know that you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to see it on this film over here. And you got my vote. We're already ready to vote. Well, yeah. you know, what you do is you just call all your friends that you know in the city and you don't, you just push your yeah. voice. And you can help with fundraising. You know, we're in fundraising season right now. So we always ask people to, to give to grandformed.com and we're raising $7 million. Um, and we're gonna, we're gonna um, identify 120 thousand new votes. All right. Um, wow. So, mm-hmm. so we're gonna sign up a lot of people, people who wouldn't normally vote, and we're gonna blow them out the water that way. Well, I think that you're doing that with so many torpedoes right now. Then ducking is not gonna help. No. I know it's a lot going on. You bet. But, but you still have to kind of push through to get you know get your agenda. Exactly. So I I know that we could talk about you being mayor for the rest of the day, but I want to switch gears just a little bit so we can hear a little bit more about your kind of humanitarian efforts. And uh, Manita started out earlier to talk about your um, uh, don't shoot gun shoot uh, cameras. Mm -hmm. And Manita used to be the director of our outreach center when we had one with the group that we worked with. So I know she was anxious to get into that conversation. So, Mindy, do you have other, don't you have other questions you wanted to ask her? Yeah, I do. Um, listening, you know, just listening to him, uh, he, he, he's such a success story himself. But yes. uh, I know with this program, uh, I, I like the title for one thing: don't don't shoot guns, shoot cameras. Mm-hmm. But I know with this program, you must have other success stories that you're proud of. Is there any that you could share with us? Yeah, I can. Um, uh, one of, well, m- many of our students go on to college, but one in particular, um, Marley McDonald, who was going to go to college to be an accountant this year uh, because she got in our program uh, last year. She's right. going to college to be a filmmaker. All right. Uh, I think that's special. 
She's going yeah, to Georgia State is. University right. to be a filmmaker. Um, I think that's very important that you know you can you never know what you're going to be in life. I always tell people to keep their keep their brains open. I right. thought I was going to be an NFL football player <laughs> in real life, and uh, for all the training my mother gave me when I was a kid, all the choir she put me in, all of the um, theater she put me in. You know, I guess that it would prepare me for where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and basically, you are in an NFL, and since people like to use acronyms, that could it be that you are now in it now for love. Now for love, right. I am in the NFL. Let me write that down. NFL, Now for love. Now for love. I finally made it to the NFL. You made it to the NFL. <laughs> you yes. have arrived. I appreciate it. Yes. yes. I appreciate it. So we don't have to worry about you. You got all your goals in line. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And definitely it. in a positive direction. I, I just didn't know that, you know, you went into so many, you know, different avenues. I didn't. I didn't know. I knew of you as a comedian. Well, that's what I think. That's the title everybody puts on me, you know. But you know, comedy is probably not even a tenth of what I do in life. Right. Right. Exactly. But once you get on stage and you tell, you know, you tell jokes, they they put that that title on you. And but they don't talk about your humanitarianism. They don't talk about your philanthropy. You know, they don't Mm -hmm. talk about you know your ability to create writers and uh, create filmmakers. You know, I want them to talk about that. Yes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what they will be talking about. Actually, now. I'm gonna tell them I'm not a comedian no more. Just, just period. That's right. You know, <laughs> even if I go on stage, I don't want you to call me a comedian. I want you to just call me. I make people happy. I don't know. I make I make people smile. <laughs> right, right. Change my title. <laughs> that's you know. right. Because you're a man on a mission. Yes, I, ma'am. I just want to be the fly that follows you around. Hey, it's, hey. All that energy. <laughs> mm. It's a big wall to be on, too. It's a big wall to be on. Manita, you had another question, I bet. Well, it's, it's um, uh, um, in the, in the, something about in the, uh, area of, of being in the program and what the, what else does it provide? I mean, do you provide where these um, credits can be put someplace else or do you? Uh, provide job placement opportunities for these people that are going through the program? Yes, ma'am. So the people who graduate from our program come back the following year to be uh, student teachers. Mm. Uh, and once they become student teachers, they go. we, we place them in different organizations. We have uh, identified places like 85 South, uh, the 85 South Show, take some of our kids, um, Lionsgate, BT, uh, Viacom, you know, we, we place our kids a lot of places. Uh, And it's just our, this is our second year. So uh, our third year, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to see how many more kids go on to be different things. I was talking to my partner, Snoop, um, one day. It's in dog. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. I'm sorry. Not the lion one. (laughs) Snoop Dogg. I was talking to him, um, and we were discussing like he he has put over I don't know four thousand kids in college mm. through his his football youth football program. He's also has probably like thirty three uh, NFL stars come out of his uh, program. And I was just telling him, I said, man, I just I just want to have four thousand kids go to college. Mm-hmm. 
already three. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the, uh, making the biggest films in the in the world, the new uh, Scorsese's and the you know uh, Spike that. Lee's and yeah, I want to yeah. continue to to uh, create filmmakers that people come back and be like, yeah, I was in that don't shoot guns, shoot cameras program. So to answer your question, yeah, we 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 have job placement for them. And we continue to uh, continuing to um, identify more places that call us daily who want our students, not only on on the filmmaking side but also on the creative side. So now, like Nike and uh, and different uh, associations like that are calling us to see if our kids can create different stories around filmmaking. Wow, for them. that's wonderful. Well, the thing about it that I'm telling you, it's just like I'm, I'm holding myself back now because I have 50 questions to ask. It's all good. And I know that we aren't going to have time to answer all 50 of them. Uh, well, I'm here. But give me a chance later to do that, if you will. Yeah. Because um, the thing about us as, as people, we don't know how to benefit from things that are already out there because we don't get the news. Like, I don't know what Snoop. I did, I never figured him for those kind of programs. I don't hear that. Well, I mean, and nobody heard, hears about what you're doing, and I want them to hear about that. Well, Snoop Snoop is one of the most powerful men I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. When I say that, I don't mean like you know. I'm just saying he's a humble individual, mm-hmm. and I think when you're in that situation, when you've made or when you're worth three hundred million dollars a year, and you know, um, you don't. Some people act like they don't have to be humble. Um, but these are these are the times to be humble. Yeah. Um, because if you if you don't be humble right now, you're gonna uh, find yourself in a bad situation. Absolutely. So um, he 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 teaches me like how to stay humble within all of the things that's going on in his life. Mm-hmm. So, so people are like they always complain about man, I'm doing too much. I got so much to do. No, you got more to do. No, it's a whole <laughs> lot. Always mm-hmm. something to do. You know, stop saying that I, I'm all, I'm too busy. No, you're not too busy. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to stop being too busy. You can't be too busy for you know. Maybe you're not you're not um, using your time wisely. Mm-hmm. And we might we have to do that more because yeah. time is money and time is everything and timing is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, showing up on time. You know, being on time. You know, if you're not on time, apologizing for it and letting people know why you're not on time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a it's a respect thing. Indeed, mm-hmm. that's the truth. That's the truth. But um, you already um, talked a little bit about the expanding to different cities. You've already said yep. that's something that you want to do. Yeah. Um, and we are certainly going to try to help you do that in our area too. So we appreciate it. Definitely in PG County. How is your um, program funded? Uh, we get private funding. Um, we tell people to go to don't shoot guns shoot cameras dot com and and donate. Last year, all our all our funding was through private donations. Um, Cat Williams actually sponsored last year's camp with Matt Barnes, um, Baron Davis. Um, many of our, our friends who gave a hundred here, fifty dollars there, mm-hmm. two hundred here, a dollar here. Mm-hmm. You know, we raised over like seventy, eighty thousand dollars to do our camps last year. Wow! Um, just privately, and uh, it's all, it all came from private donations. We haven't, we, government hasn't given us any money. Uh, government hasn't given us any grants. 
And not that we don't want them, but, you know, if you stay and wait for people to give you money, <laughs> you know, yeah. I always tell my team, yeah. I always tell my team, and this is a true story, I need three things. I need the kids, I need a camera, and I need some sound. All right. I know, I know right. You give me those three things, I'll make everything else work. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, all of the different things you have going on, what what else is needed? I mean, we know you will always need money to help fund what you're trying to do, but is there anything else that you... you I would say volunteers. Mm-hmm. I would tell volunteers to get involved at grantformed.com. All right. Or red Um because volunteers let people know how strong you are. That's right. That's we right. have over maybe two hundred and sixty three volunteers right now. Ooh, good. Um, some from New York City, some from <laughs> Washington State. I mean, it's incredible to see the movement move how it is. And, you know, like you I always talk I always tell um the volunteers are the power. Yes. The people are the power. Definitely. You know, hopefully God will give me the voice to be able to, you know, listen, you know, listen to the people and then speak it out to what they're saying. But I think every every movement needs a voice and I'm just in that position to be a voice. Yeah. But they are the movement. And then they can help your voice be louder because uh, they, they, they got big voices. One of the one of the things that we say here on something to think about is that we give volume to voices that are seldom heard. Yeah. And what we do know about is community outreach. Yes. I, we did it for 20 plus years mm-hmm. and saved the lives of a lot of children who are now doing wonderful things. Yes. So I know what you're talking about. I know how difficult it is. And you know it works. And I know it works. It Just does. like you know it works. So. We have a lot of work to do, I think. We have a lot of work. Lot yeah. of work. <laughs> but it's going to be the best fun I've ever had. I love it. I'm enjoying it already because I know there's so much that we can do together. And the secret to doing anything is that people have to learn what the power is of you being together to do it. I learned that money wasn't the, the key to my life. Right. You know, I made great money in my life, in my career, but it still wasn't as satisfying as serving. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a whole different thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. You know, money will go tomorrow, but serving will always be if you can continue to serve. Yeah, and you helping people that will always that's money. Yeah, that's money right there. Right. That's spiritual money. Exactly. Like, the... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. And that lives on forever. When you, yeah, when you help people and they, you know, they uh, get to where they're going from, you know. Whatever kind of help you you gave them, I mean that that's gold right there. It is. You bet yeah. it is. So we know you have reached celebrity status on so many levels, and now I think quote you're... unquote put quote unquote on that. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's put quote you unquote. under. We're gonna put you under multifaceted. Okay, that's what you're thank you. I, I like that better. He's a multifaceted artist. That's right. Yeah. So that you're not a comedian and no. you're not a candidate for mayor. You just got mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff going on. Well, I look at yeah. Dick Gregory. Apparently. If you look at Dick Gregory, he is a, a, a outstanding person to to mimic yourself after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, outreach and, yeah. and helping movements happen and, and being yeah. involved with movements and, and giving yeah. up his yeah. career, he gave up his career to be an activist. Yeah. 
You know, I feel like that's what I'm doing. I'm giving up my career to be an activist um, and to to um, give back to people who are fortunate and less fortunate. So right. they both, you know. People at every level need yeah. some help. Yeah. Yeah. And give them the inspiration they need to kind of move forward. Because some people get, you know, kind of stuck in whatever their environment is or what's going on, you know, within their household or, oh, yeah. you know, and everybody needs motivation to kind of move forward. Absolutely. So, you know, somebody it sounds they can like re- that. Somebody they can relate to. Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody needs somebody they can relate to. You know, I might not listen to that person, but I might come in here and listen to Janice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and I might listen to you. Right. But, it, it, I mean, is it real? But you wouldn't listen to Layla. I would listen to her quicker than both of you. <laughs> I would listen to her before I listen to y'all. Going there, I was just getting ready to say. Well, okay, I understand where. No, I, no. Okay. I listen to them. They they, they got they got big voices. Oh, definitely. So, I have a couple more questions, if you don't mind. Yeah, shoot. Um, I don't, I don't, I didn't hear, but I don't know if anybody asked this question as to your age limit or where do you start as far as ages are concerned. Uh, it's 12 to 17 um, is the age limit for the camps. And now we're going into the 18 to 25 um, bracket for after uh, camp sessions. Um, but we started, our first co-op was uh, 12 to 17. And our second co-op, which we did, like I said, in D.C. and L- um, in Inglewood was 12 to 17. But because of the, all the many emails and and um, messages that we have from people 18 to 30 I, I said I, I gotta do it for more people so mm-hmm. dang I just uh, missed it yeah you <laughs> you just the turned 18 question. you can be a teacher <laughs> we, gotta teach you the, we gotta teach you the curriculum yeah. <laughs> my other question is uh, when you become mayor uh, is this program going in your office with you Yes, ma'am. It's going to go in the office with me, and it's going to go into all of the schools in D.C. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, because right now, they, they, I mean, it's being blocked because of my my aspirations, so they won't allow my oh. program to be in these schools, but, you know, they can, oh. they can block all they want to, but they won't be able to block it when I'm in office. Right. And we'll put them in all the schools in, in D.C., and we're going to bring back trades in our schools. Oh, wonderful. Um, because that's something that, that we lost. You know, when I was in school, we had trades. Yeah. You know, you can, everybody don't want to go to college. Yeah. Right. Right. Some people want. It's not for everybody. No, it's not. It's not for everybody. So you got to start teaching trades early, like thirteen years old, fourteen years old. Mm -hmm. You know. And when you start teaching kids trades early, then you you know you 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 keeping them off the street right there. They now you're giving their interest to something else. So you can't wait till they get seventeen. 18 and say, oh, I'm going to try to teach them something. Nah, by that time, the, the, the system might have them, might grab them up. Mm-hmm. You bet. And, and, and it, it ain't, a, it ain't a, a, a fair system. No. And the other part of that's not fair is that when we're talking about the different young people that might be in your program and who have been in other programs that serve the same purpose, mm-hmm. very little parent participation oh, man, and support. Terrible. Yeah. And that's the thing that drives me absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. Because when we had our outreach um, center, we told the parents, these are your children. Yes, ma'am. 
And they would say, well, you know, I don't have time. I said, <laughs> you don't girl. have time. I mean, I have <laughs> two children girl. home and a husband, too. Yeah. And now I'm out here working with, you know, 50 of your kids. Well, a lot of those parents wanted to get rid of their kids for a couple of hours. So they just was like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Take them. Well, let me you say know? this. You know, I mean, it's, it's parents that want to be involved. Like, you know, I, you know mm-hmm. I just sent my daughter. She she got recruited to go to Johnson um, Middle School. Mm-hmm. And we had a choice to put her into Kip or Johnson, and she she plays basketball. And we we went in the, we went to Kip, you know, good school, great school actually. Mm-hmm. And then, but when we went to um, to visit Johnson, it was the energy of the the, the people and the love. And I yes. you know I went to school in Southeast, mm-hmm. and I just I don't I, I I'm just tired of people. Like downplaying our school systems and our teachers and, yeah. and our principals yeah. and and, our and, and faculty and our children like you know no our children are great and they got to be told that and we got to show love so I just feel like me as an influencer in the city I just want to send my kid to a place that I can still help other kids that come from my area also and you know wow and give her a sense of pride and what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. the DC pride mm-hmm. uh, we gotta stop running from our schools yes yeah. we got, but we do have to put more money into our schools yes. and teachers should be getting raises of 15 more dollars you know they, they should be some of the highest paid people in exactly. the city exactly they should that's the truth and it's in the budget to happen you know we got a 18 billion dollar surplus yeah. And we can't do any better than that with it. Give me a break. Eighteen billion dollars, not eighteen yeah, billion. I'm talking about eighteen billion dollars. And the teachers really need to. Yeah, their salaries really. The need teachers. To. I, 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 if there's any, if there's any teachers out there listening, you guys will be getting raises when I get into office. All right. Immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we need the teachers um, and parents and children and everybody else to take full responsibility for whatever your role is. Yes, ma'am. Because we have a lot of teachers yep. who are just not good at teaching. Yeah. They're just sitting there and they're becoming more a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. We, uh, As you uh, move into your new responsibilities, I'm sure you will be holding their feet to the fire as well. Well, we definitely got to hold their feet to the fire. We got to... Um do our vetting systems a little yeah. better. And we got to find out what teachers are not motivated anymore. Uh, you know, morale is everything. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're when dealing in, in, as a leader in, in leadership positions, you got to be the person that brings on great morale. And it might not be that they, they don't want to teach no more. It is, maybe it's just that their morale is low and we got to give them some more morale. Things to do. Well, you money know. will definitely help. That. Oh man, <laughs> and we got to go on like you got to go on retreats. You got to take our teachers out on retreats. Yeah. We got to we yeah. got to do things that they used to do. Yeah, you, you know, go. when I was a kid, we used to go to Camp Brown. They take all the kids to Camp Brown, and I don't know if y'all know about Camp Brown, but you know it was run by the brave men and women of uh, of the um, MPD, mm-hmm. and that's how we had relationships with them. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. you know they they took care of us as kids, and we didn't have these. Terrible relationships. So we got to bring back like camps. We got to bring back a lot of this stuff that we don't have. We don't have rec centers that's open. We to close down the rec centers. And this is a lot, lot happening that we need to really get a grasp of and change and, and understand that these programs will help our kids and will, you know, give uh, morale to our, our system. 
Well, I know that we could continue this conversation for another day. Yes, we could. And maybe we will pick it up another day. I come back. I know you have loads of stuff to do, and we're going to try to get back on your calendar. (laughs) Thank you. But just know that I'm a follow-up kind of person, so I am going to follow up with you. follow up. (laughs) Well, I'm a a show-up type of person. Well, all right. That seems like that's a good combination for us. (laughs) And I'm a show-up. You know, when you called, when you you reached out to me, you know I reached right back out. You came right on back, and that's the thing that people ought to know know about you is that I did not know him from anybody else in you know Australia mm-hmm. and when I called him and told him what we were thinking about and how we liked his platform he was right back to me and we've been that's how we got where we are today because he followed up and so did I and so, we, they say Murray and Burry used to keep his, hand, his phone in his hand mm-hmm. and you know <laughs> if you know Red Grant you know I keep my phone in my hand because I I just feel like I, I just need to follow up with who are everybody. Yeah, like people call me and they be surprised when I call them back. And they and I talk to them longer than they. <laughs> I think they be like, you can get off down now. Well, is there anything else, Mr. Grant, that you would like to say to all of those potential voters who are going to go to the polls for you in November 2022 on the eighth? Anything else you want to tell them today about how they should, why they should cast their vote for you? Well, I tell them like this: I'm gonna fight for you. To All, the right. End. All right. Um, uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna have public safety be the the best thing. On it's the front of my program, mm-hmm. you know. And our seniors and youth have to have better opportunities in life. Um, yes. We gotta get this home. We gotta get this homeless problem taken care of. We gotta open some more shelters. Yes. You know we got veterans out here in these streets that, mm-hmm. that fought for our country, mm-hmm. and now they out in these streets, and, and, and we we gotta give them that respect that that they deserve. And I would say, if you did, if you gave me your vote, just know that I'm the best person for the job because of the simple fact that I'm going to care, love, and respect our city again. And we're going to unite everyone and move as a unit and not be as separated as we are right now. Love that. Love that. Love that. Thank you. So now I got to move to D.C. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get you a little place to live out there so. well, I know enough people in D.C. where we can get them mobilized to help out so well, I appreciate all it. of us know somebody who lives in D.C. so Thanks. we're gonna do whatever we can to get that get it nationwide so people are supporting what, you, what you're standing for because everybody was talking about unity before yep. but what you mentioned as your platform is love, care, and respect yep. if we can bring that back with a big hug that's the best thing we're going to be able to do man, the biggest hugs yeah and when the pandemic gets out of the way we can feel more comfortable about hugging yeah Right now we. You know, here's your virtual hug. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I take. Is that the new? That's the, new, that's, hey. that's the one I just made up. <laughs> I like it. That's what I like it. It's a great sign language. Thank you so much for having me, though. Well, thank, thank you. you. It's thank been you. our pleasure. I've yeah. absolutely enjoyed it. I definitely. So. I, I I was thinking on this show. I definitely. It made me think. Mm-hmm. So good, good. That's what good. we like to do. I want Something to keep people think thinking about, about it. Yes. <laughs> and people find and themselves. When you are taking temporary treat test, Newton needs to go to. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear. She said, "When he's taking pictures of a retreat, tell Snoop he needs to no. go to." Okay. No, 
Okay. I say, when, you, when you take the tinctures on retreat, tell oh. Snoop who needs to go to. Oh yeah. Uh, oh okay. Oh yeah. We definitely gonna we're gonna have people <laughs> we definitely gonna have people to show up that, you know, motivates them to uh be happy. Yeah, well, uh, let her get those teachers motivated. <laughs> gotta get them gotta keep them motivated. Well yes, what indeed. we know what we normally do to end our show is just have everybody say something wonderful and positive before we go in and we're gonna start with you, Manita, since you were the last voice. Manita, are you there? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was swallowing. <laughs> what did you what did you ask me? Uh, to say something positive as we end the show. Oh, well, I, I enjoyed it. Um the um the program that uh, he was talking about, I think it's a good one and mm-hmm. I hope I hope that um in the near future, after you become mayor, you can, um, you know, reach out to other states with this program because it really will do a lot of change before you. And I appreciate you being on the program today to, to let us know about it. All right. Yes, appreciate we do. You. We appreciate it. And although... Um Miss Layla didn't want to speak at this particular program, we want her to say bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you Layla <laughs> and how about you Tammy um, I just want to say thank you for being on the show You're welcome I've definitely learned a lot I didn't know that you were in so many different you know aspects of you know um, helping the community and things of that nature so I think that's a you know something very positive and I commend you for that thank you alright then thank you thank Tammy you for, thanks again for being on the show I appreciate you you're welcome <laughs> And if um, uh, you have another word that you want to say before we sign off today, feel free to do so. Um, I'm going to say excuses are the tools of the incompetent which build monuments of nothing and those who specialize in excuses are seldom good for nothing. So let's have less excuses in our lives and more more um, problem solving. Whoa. Amen. That is Amen. deep. That's deep. <laughs> Well, all right, I'm going to say uh, bye to everybody because this has just been an absolutely enlightening and spiritual kind of thing for me today. And um, if you have nothing else to think about, think about this. We absolutely need that love, care, and respect. Start practicing it as soon as my voice ends today. And we're going to go far nationwide with what you're talking about. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. And thank you, Jace, Raza, and Jason. Good night. (laughs) Bye.